Welcome to another Hometime Show podcast. Uh, welcome to all of our regular podcasters. Uh, we're very grateful for you uh, downloading, streaming us. And uh, a hello in particular uh, to our boss. Our boss, Paul, uh, what he does, it, it seems to us, is that um, he's too busy whilst the actual show's on. And that's mm-hmm. not no slight on Paul. He's obviously got other stuff going on. Uh, but what he does, he then listens to our show the morning after on the podcast to make sure that we've... Uh, be behaving ourselves. <laughs> That's the thing, really, because some might take that as a as a trust issue. Yeah, we are, yeah, it does seem like um, a little bit of a trust issue. That he doesn't trust our producer to, to keep an eye on us. That's right, exactly. Uh, Adam's trying to step away from any responsibility as well. But either way, um, we, we want to say hi to Paul, uh, ahead of getting into this kind of Slightly tricky subject before we start the main show that you're about to hear. Uh, each uh, each week we have a big ideas meeting with our boss Paul mm-hmm. uh, over Teams or Skype, that kind of thing. Uh, and we've been having a bit of a tussle to and fro with the next thing of show merchandise that we're going to do. Correct, yes. So we put forward quite a good idea, we thought. We did. Um, we thought, um, you guys have heard us uh, regularly on the podcast do uh, the Hometime Taxi Club, mm-hmm. uh, which has been very popular recently. We've noticed um, that you guys have been really interested in winning the Hometime Tea House. So we thought, well, look, you know, taxi club, cars, motoring... You love the the tea towels. What is a tea towel in car form? It's a car sticker. Everybody loves a car sticker. And I don't know about you, if I'm pulled up in traffic, I always have a little look at what people have got in their back window, whether they've got mm-hmm. National Trust sticker or uh, one of those uh, fish that says they're religious or something like that. Yep. You now, tell a bit about them, doesn't now, it? If you, if you think about this from a business side of things, because we are a business entity, we are. we're a commercial radio station, obviously we've got to fund whatever marketing thing that we have. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought you're going to get more car stickers for your buck than you are for your tea towels. So we were thinking from on a business side of things. We got very excited because we thought you guys, the, we, th- we feel like we know you, the home time listening public. We thought you'd love it. So business tick, audience tick, tick, two very important ticks. And then we put it to our boss, Paul, who sat there in his kitchen in a, uh, the outskirts of London and shot us down in flames, didn't he? I, I'm afraid he did. I'm afraid he did. Um, but we've you... we've tried to battle through the show. It's been really difficult. What you're about to hear is acting at the highest level, but it was almost as if we pitched to Paul like fake rubber bellies, like Gaza, as like a show merch or something like that. He was absolutely horrified by the idea of uh, car stickers, wasn't he it? He was, he was indeed. And he added to this kind of breakwater or dam of ideas that Paul's holding back this kind of the, the tide of public opinion. Yeah. The tip show. Yes. Car stickers, that yes. kind of thing. He's holding against it. Hey, do you remember before we even did our first show? I, I, I pitched the home time spatula. Sp- yeah. Spatula, add that to the list. Paul there, trying to hold back this foot. At some point, with these ideas, because we come up with a lot of fantastic ideas, at some point that dam's going to break and crack and Paul's going to be washed away and he's going to have to let it through. Yeah, you know and I mean? we'll cry. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have good times with him. Yeah. This is a warning. This is just that this is, um, I feel bad using this, we, us using this start of the podcast as like a way to, to, to send a message to Paul, but we've got no other option. I hope he hasn't, I hope he hasn't read this, that this beginning of the podcast was directly to him. No, no, that would be, that's not the case. We're talking to our audience. We happen to know that he is one of them. Yeah. Um, so he could take it as a personal message. So, contractually, I don't know where that leaves us, but... Um, weaker, I think. A lot weaker than yeah. we were before, but uh, it just had to be said. <laughs> Some could be. So, uh, we've really left ourselves open. But here's the podcast. Here's one of our last shows. 
imagine this bit, this first bit of the show is Richie and I walking around, checking at each of the tables as if you're in a restaurant. As the manager at front of house, just to check that you're okay and you've got everything you need. And here's the first thing on the menu. We are your hometown radio companions and we are soon to be credible TikTok viral superstars. I'm quite excited. How about you? I'm really excited about going viral on this. <laughs> so, uh, just in case you're new to the party here, yesterday we learned that Absolute Radio has a TikTok account. Uh, we spoke to the Absolute Radio uh, social media uh, guru, uh, who was uh, telling us all about uh, TikTok, what we need to do to be on it, and what the goals are that you and I uh, need to meet. They, they're after tens of thousands of views for some of our TikToks. We've not even done one yet. We haven't done one yet. We've, we've set, been set quite a high bar, I'll be honest with you. Uh, through some of the intel that we got on the show yesterday, it seems that there's, there's two types of TikTok, and TikTok's like little tiny videos that people watch. There's people doing dance routines in velour tracksuits in their kitchens. Might not be us. It's not quite us. We, we wouldn't look so hot in some velour tracksuits. The other angle is um, uh, people like filming stuff behind the scenes at work. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if there's that guy you showed me, he's an air traffic controller, was just him going to the canteen and getting a coffee. Well, this is this is the kind of thing that I, that I would watch uh, behind the scenes <laughs> at various... I do follow this this Heathrow air traffic controller. That's Amazing. my kind of thing. Just looking at 20-second behind-the-scene videos of air traffic control. I've got no business in watching that. Well, this is the thing, right? So, obviously, we're one big family here on this show, you included. This is the angle we're going to go down behind-the-scenes kind of thing of the Home Time Show. We want to crowdsource the idea, so open up to all suggestions. What we want you to do in this first hour of the show is think about your line of work, what you do as a day-to-day job. What one part of your daily routine at work could be filmed and turned into a viral behind-the-scenes video on TikTok? What one thing that you do do you think might work in that sense? What about uh, if we were to actually um, TikTok our comedy brainstorming meeting before the show. That would be good. <laughs> Getting put down for ideas from our boss Paul saying, nope, not having that, not doing that. Or, I mean, regularly we'll throw a paper ball and hit our producer Adem squarely in the forehead. Now, that could be the first thing, actually. Design sculptures out of leftover blue tack, says <laughs> this text, A1215. I like that. <laughs> I went through quite a long period of, um, you know, if you have a club, chocolate bar you know yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. the little tinfoil in, in yeah. the middle of it making that into a little person a little man and then you, I used to sit here this is when I used to work for a telecommunications company <laughs> shortly before being signed at high value to Absolute Radio <laughs> used to make him sit on the edge of the bench uh, we're loving your suggestions tonight as to what we can do on TikTok so we want to go viral we're also loving your suggestions about stuff that you could do uh, that's in the background of what you do for work that might make a good video Stu says what about filling a sand hopper with a giant £2,000 bag of sand cradled above your head. Oh, now I'd watch that. Bit of jeopardy going on there yes. as well. Now, Anthony's hanging on. Anthony's actually claiming to be a viral star himself. This is right, Anthony? Well, I think I'm a big star for that one video, but, um, yeah. Well, tell us about the big one video, then. How, how did you uh, did you go viral? I did, yeah. It was quite surprising how it happened. It was just a video with my car in the driveway, posted the video with my daughter filming it and then um, next thing I check my phone maybe half an hour later and I've got I think it started about 12,000 views and then every 10 minutes I was glued to my phone and it was going up 10,000 50,000 200,000 What were you doing in the car? What was the thing that was making people watch this? It was uh, a frozen windscreen and then what I was doing I got some juice in a squeezy bottle and pretended to put footprints on the car bonnet and spray the juice onto the windscreen. <laughs> wow. Now, now, I don't know whether I'm looking at the right thing here, but if if this is you, you've got 5.2 million likes. 
I don't know how I did it. <laughs> that is unbelievable. And it's strange, isn't it? Because I imagine a lot of people you bump into probably wouldn't be on TikTok, so they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know how famous you are in that particular field. Uh, only my daughter's friends, they're all on TikTok. And then when I did this video and it went randomly viral, everyone thought I was, I was nuts being like a... Middle-aged dad messing about on TikTok. What do you want? Richie has got a uh, a tried and tested, paint, almost patented uh, yeah. car windscreen defrosting method. That's right. Yes, that is that's made for this, isn't it? It is. Uh, but if we've got to wait till October, November for Good me point. to demonstrate the uh, visors at forty-five degrees and uh, putting the windscreen heater on at full whack, uh, then we might miss the boat on this Absolute Radio TikTok launch. Good point. But it proves chatting to you, my friend, proves that. It, it's not necessarily the obvious things. It could just be any little kind of bit of fun around the house, couldn't it? Anything random. Pe- people on TikTok put the daftest videos. You won't believe that they get so many views. It's it's bizarre. Last thing then, tell us what your, your, your TikTok handle is so people can follow you and have a look. It's at 4-N-T-O-N-E-E. <laughs> Catchy then. <laughs> I even hear that we've doubled followers of the Absolute Radio TikTok account since we announced it yesterday. Wow, this is like, uh, you know when the Arctic Monkeys went crazy and they hadn't even released a record yet? Yeah. It's like, we're like that, but on TikTok. (laughs) Exactly that. Uh, But it seems to be that the little wrinkle that we'll follow is the whole behind-the-scenes element of uh, of a workplace. So any ideas of of what we could do here would be very handy, but is there something in your workplace behind the scenes that could go viral on TikTok? Uh, Dan, who is a chemist, says he could tip liquid nitrogen on the floor and pretend that he's on Stars in their eyes. <laughs> Brilliant. What an amazing behind-the-scenes thing to do. Matthew is suggesting you could film the staff room when an email goes out announcing it's someone's birthday and they've brought cakes in. I'm glad it's not just our office <laughs> that does that. Uh, let's go to the phones. We've got Mike on the line. Mike, what do you do? Uh, I'm a plasterer. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so what behind-the-scenes TikTok could you be doing? Um, so I'll have to go to the van and start screaming obscenities when the, um, the customers come and start saying, um, I thought the wall would be a bit smaller than that and you're still plastering it. <laughs> So, can I ask you a question then? If the customer's getting on your nerves and you need to kind of vent a bit, do you go and sit in the van and swear? Is that how you do it? Yeah, you can't really stand in a customer's house and do it, can you? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So, if, you, if you're working with anyone, like, you know, they're in the trade, they just say they need to go and sit in the van for a little bit, they're probably slagging you off. Probably, yeah. As an aside, um, we've said on this show before, watching a plasterer at work is mesmerising. It is a beautiful thing. I would have thought a plastering TikTok account would do very well. Yes. It might do, I'll make a bit try. It, is, it, is it ASMR or is that a thing you get in hospital if you're oh. unlucky? I, there's a calming element to watching plaster and stuff like that. A little bit like listening to this show, it's a similar kind of like <laughs> brain calm. So give it a go, but just don't try and rival the home time show for TikTok vi- viralness because we want to be out there first, all right? Yeah, don't worry about story that I've spotted uh, about uh, a Spanish village uh, has, has caught my imagination. Uh, they are seeking to get world heritage status from UNESCO for taking chairs out onto the pavement and having a little chat in the evening with their neighbours. What? So that's their thing? Simple as. That's their thing. So this, this town is called Algar. 
Uh-huh. May have pronounced that wrong. Uh, it's got a population of just over a thousand people, so it's very, very small. But they're going for UNESCO World Heritage status because they say that's their thing. That's what they're famous for. When it gets to sundown, what people do is take their chairs out on the pavement, just talk to their neighbours. And the mayor is saying that it's the opposite of social media and is good for mental health. And that's why they should get World Heritage status for it. Imagine, imagine doing that in the United Kingdom, taking it your taking your Happen. Sitting in the middle of your cul-de-sac and see if anyone wants to join you. I think Who's you lost the plot. coming out, exactly. <laughs> but it did make me think, right, if your town, if your town where you live was to go for world heritage status, what would it be and why? So, for me, with Southend, right, uh, uh, kind of a good and a bad one. Good one, world's longest pier. There you go. It's a world's longest pier. It's a no-brainer. Uh, not so good one would probably be highest volume of parking machines out of order. Uh, in the Victoria <laughs> Shopping Centre. I, I think we would be world beaters on that as well. I live in a very small town that's got this comedy name of where. I mean, it's already confusing when you, when you talk about it. But it's famous for the Great Bed of Where. The Great Bed of Where? Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah. There's the problem, right? OK, this, this bed measures... It was built in 1590... Three metres long by three metres wide and three metres high and reportedly could accommodate four couples. Is that what you guys get up to? <laughs> That's taking the whole sitting in the street thing to the next level, isn't it? <laughs> it's even talked about in Shakespeare. So that's what that's what it would be famous for there. You've got your long pier. Where, where is where is the Great Bed of Ware now, then? Is think, it, like, still alive? I think and... it's in the V&A. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you you guys have done all right for yourself, haven't you? <laughs> it's no long pier, though. Well, it's no long pier, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, tell us. So, actually, it looks like it's in the museum as well, on loan from the v There's a museum in where, so... Uh, it's travelling. <laughs> it's, it's a big bet, it can travel. <laughs> uh, there's some great stuff coming in, and it's slightly unusual. Uh, this one here says, Enfield, the home of the first ATM. At Barclays, opened in 1967 by Reg Varney. I think we've had that story on the show before. I think we have. Uh, this is the show of the bold claim, but I think this is one that we have verified so we can move quickly on it's a good one there's a good photographic evidence of yes. Reg using the cash point exactly but they should definitely get that UNESCO'd yeah. uh, Indy says the crooked spa in Chesterfield church has got a crooked spa you look at pictures of it it looks like something out of a sci-fi movie but it's actual church it's weird isn't it? you know like in terms of architecture and stuff and you've got like Leaning Tower of Pisa and the crooked spa there's things that people could normally kind of fix yeah. but they've left it and now it becomes a thing it's good Claire says Exeter has the undisputed narrowest street in the in Britain Parliament Street 25 inches wide at its narrowest point just think about that is that is that for real because I know that Whitstable has an incredibly um, narrow street which has got it's called something old and like medieval like gut push alley or something like that you've known me for over a decade do I ever check facts that I read out not not really no no I haven't that one either let's just leave it hanging out there uh, this one we've heard about this on the show before and we're still yet to try one which is a shame Middlesbrough home of the chicken parmo I'd drive up there for one, though. 100% would drive up there for one. Uh, Craig, what is your place famous for? It's called the Cheese Roll, so I think it's every May bank holiday. I can't remember exactly when it is. Uh, people, basically, there's like a line of people at the top of a hill and someone in the middle rolls the cheese down and everybody has to come down. They come, like, pirouetting down, like, dislocated arms, shoulders, yeah. with injuries, just after a piece of cheese. But it's, uh, it's called the Cheese Roll. It's been a tradition in Gloucester for God knows how many years. Well, and can anyone just go and do this? Can you, or do you have to like go through yeah, like, like the FA go. Cup and get through to the the big final there or something? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I think you have to register to do it. Uh, but but yeah, I think anyone well who's willing to do it is probably up to it. Uh, 
I presume there's probably lots of disclaimer forms now. I was about to say, uh, that's probably the registration process, just signing away your bones. I think they've tried to cancel it a few times, but people just used to go up there and do it anyway. It's weird, though, isn't it? Like, you're thinking to yourself, I'd be good at that, because it is just falling at the end of the day, isn't it? It's just falling down a hill. I'd run after cheese. I would. What, what cheese would you would you most like to run after? Canadian cheddar. What's oh, interesting? Oh, uh, smoked apple is for me. Is it? I go for brie. I just love brie. I know it's a bit uh, old fashioned. Uh, I love it. Eight, twelve, fifteen. Your favourite cheese, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Anne says, Cleckheaton, my town. That has the biggest Indian restaurant in the UK. Oh, I'd love to go to that. That would get world heritage status. What about this? Sting was a teacher in my town. Uh, that's our claim to fame, says Lorraine Henderson from Cramlington, Northumberland, which is just down the road from where my other half lives. Uh, right, Neil is uh, hanging on. What's getting the world status? What's your place famous for? Potholes. Okay, what area are you nominating for the the most uh, potholes in the United well, Kingdom? I live I live in Torbay, but all the general South Devon area. To be honest with you, I drive around a lot of it, and uh, there's not many roads that haven't got at least one or two. John, my my dad, my parents live in Exmouth, and my dad was moaning about just the same thing the other day on the phone. So it sounds like you might be onto something down there. Oh yes, and then they then they send out the Cowpat Brigade to try and fill them in. The Cowpat Brigade. Yes, they come along, swap a blob, a blob of black stuff into it and uh, squash it in. There you go. Welcome to Devon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Neil. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot. This is the bit of the show where if this was a flight, uh, if you were like we were a pilot and co-pilot or whatever, we might get up and stretch your legs and have a coffee or whatever. But we don't like to do that no. and have an easy life. Well, it's almost like then in that case, the pilot and the co-pilot showing you like some of the loops that the plane can do. Exactly that. It's exactly like that. It's the Tuesday Tombola. Who knows where's this going to go? <laughs> Who knows, indeed? Who knows where's this going to go? <laughs> I have, whilst Bush was repeating the wisdom he just said, I've just spun a tombola. This tombola has 100 balls inside it. Each of those balls is numbered. That's generally what happens with a numbered ball. Yeah, that's what happens. Who knows where this is going to go? <laughs> ball number 38 correlates to the phone topic, what did your pet eat? What did your pet eat? What did your pet eat? Wow, so if your dog or someone has chewed up a, a valuable item of yours... Pretty much what we're after, rather than someone calling in and going, my cat liked whiskers, all right? Because that would be really, really quite boring. Although, to be fair, right, round the corner from our house in Leon Sea, we've got, like, um, uh, like a tropical pet centre, mm-hmm. and some of the, the, the food that people's pets eat, like... Lizards and snakes and stuff. It's absolutely freaky as hell. So if it's a freaky thing and it's genuine, then we'll hear about it. Yeah. But if it's if it really is dog pedigree chum, not so. Yeah, we're not. This is not Master Chef for like no. dog food or something like that. So what did your pet eat? Oh, we got Will on the line. Go for it, Will. What did your pet eat? My dog at my grandmother's false teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the title of a fantastic uh, novel that I would definitely <laughs> buy. Talk us through the story. What happened? <laughs> She took her teeth out at night to, um, to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Of missing teeth. Finds it in the bed, loads of little teeth. Uh, hopefully your mobile signal will uh, will stay strong enough to ask this next question. Did the teeth turn yeah. up again? Uh, they did, but you don't want to go where. OK, let's, uh, let's uh, wrap that one up right there. <laughs> Cheers, Will. Good. My dog ate a whole advent calendar, Oh, says Sophie. I just can't wait. Has to have more than one go. Claire says, this is awful. My cat ate the mice I was defrosting to give to the snake. It's like uh, 
pet-eating inception. Uh, they do seem to all be dogs at the moment. Yep. Uh, Dawn is hanging on uh, with another dog story. Dawn, what did your dog eat? He, I was taking my washing down to the washing machine and he ate a massive pair of my bed pants. Um, so what's your dog's name and just explain to us what bed pants are. <laughs> bed pants are things that ladies wear in bed because they're more comfortable than day pants. Okay. Every lady does it. They might not admit to it, but every lady has comfortable bed pants. So every lady listening to this show right now has got a pair of bed pants. They'll understand comfortable bed pants, and they're normally a lot larger than your normal daily ones. When you then go to a vet (laughs) with a dog that's eaten bed pants, does the vet understand? Well, I rang the vets and they said, bring him in. And and then the vet, who happens to be very good looking, which was even more embarrassing, said to me, can you just describe how big they were? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, they're not not the smallest pair. They're my big bed pants. And he just looked at me. And, um, yeah, it was Seamus, my old English sheepdog. Brilliant. Seamus the sheepdog. Fantastic. What a character. (laughs) I know, bless him. I've never forgiven him. And what made it worse, guys, is they tried to... This is too much information. They actually tried to make him vomit because he'd eaten them. And he refused to vomit. So the next day I got up and found them in the middle of my kitchen floor. Oh, dear. (laughs) What a fantastic end. (laughs) Thank you for that, Dawn. Happy ending. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We've had some unbelievable stuff into the show. Uh, we've got Stuart on the line. Stuart, what animal is this relating to? So, uh, yeah, well, it was our cat. Um, it was at Christmas time, and uh, it just keeps on going underneath the tree, and we were trying to kind of keep on getting it out, but uh, it turned out it was um, eating the tinsel off the tree. Oh, um, eating tinsel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was a couple of days later, uh, my wife noticed this wee kind of shiny bit sticking out his backside. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a tinsel. Uh, so my wife had to get in there and get about it to pull it out. Oh, imagine, oh. imagine that. That would that would ruin Christmas for me, having to pull tinsel out of a cat's backside. I think it would ruin the tinsel as well. It would. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a few years ago, so I mean, it comes up quite a lot. But uh, aye, quite funny. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you, Stuart. Cheers, Cheers, bye. Big thank you to the Neon Knights Cafe in Leon C. Uh, last night on the show, we were talking about the best ever arcade games in the world. And Dave, who owns the cafe, if you listened to yesterday's show, got in touch and offered to open the doors of the cafe. Basically, it's uh, an amazing cafe with loads of arcade games in it. You can pay five quid or whatever it is and then just go and play on all the games in there. Right. So if you check out uh, Absolute Radio's Instagram, at Absolute Radio right now, uh, you'll see games being played, but track and field, Defender, Virtua Soccer and more. From arcade games yesterday to pets eating things today, <laughs> uh, Lou is hanging on. Uh, Lou, what did your dog eat? He ate my passport. Brand new black Labrador puppy. It was on the top. I was putting in my API information, left it on there, came back downstairs. It was shredded. Wow. And was this was this around the date of a holiday or did, did you have time to sort it out? Literally eight days before, I had to go online, find a replacement place to go and get it. The only place I could go was Peterborough. Everywhere else was booked up. Had to drive to Peterborough, middle of the pandemic, everything oh. going on. Absolute nightmare. Wow. But I got to Corfu. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> And what is the name of your dog? What's the name of the dog? We need to know this dog. Wilf. the dog. Have passport. Wilf, eat it. Oh, that's good. How nice. I like it. Thank you very much.
Thanks for getting involved in the show 110% there. I, I love the show. I listen every night. Love the tombola. Oh, bless you. We love you. Thank you very much. Nice to speak to you. Pleasure. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the podcast, the show. I hope you enjoyed our, our slightly politicised message at the beginning of that as well, which was a coded message to our boss, Paul, about letting us do the show much that we want to do. Uh, having hinted at maybe um, not such firm employment at the start of this, if there's anyone else that needs, you know, listening to this and needs work done around the house, mm-hmm. bar work, anything like that, gardens, mode, Richie and I are looking maybe to pick up a bit of extra hours and stuff as well. Also, as a thought, as a little bit of a, a way around it, if he says no to car stickers, what about if we were to just send out a piece of paper that we've drawn our logo on uh-huh. uh, with four bits of blue tack? So what... Where, where do we send that to all the people to the people that want it instead of sending out a car sticker okay well that's uh, that's Cheaper. an interesting it's an interesting way around it <laughs> I, slightly underwhelming for the public but uh, watch this space